Episode 1 of the Tenement TV podcast with Voodoo's and DMAs. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Tenement TV podcast. Love. Piero here. Hi, mate. How you doing? Hey, bro. I'm Piero from Voodoo's and I'm recording this from my house in Coatbridge for Tenement TV. Hey, I'm Johnny from DMAs and uh, I'm currently in my apartment in Australia, Melbourne. Long time. How you doing? I know, bad. How's lockdown been? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Well, yeah, I, I guess uh, I met uh, Piero through Jokey and uh, how I met like a lot of um, the guys in the Glasgow scene and um, and and how I discovered lots of you know local music and whatnot um, while I was living in Edinburgh. And I guess what well, so you play at the um, at Sneaky Pete's, wasn't it, Piero? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember the first time we met was actually in the Priory, wasn't it? Playing the Battlelands. That's right. And my brother was playing uh, with Planet and they'd supported us at the Barrowlands and they were playing a late night gig for this feeling at the Priory. Yeah. And uh, so me and our drummer Liam and um, our guitarist Joel, we all went down. Uh, me, and, me and Mark were actually working at it. We were uh, taking the tickets at the door. Oh, at, at the bar. Uh, yeah, the we get paid like twenty five pounds each to do the to do the doors on it uh, the, at the Battlelands, <laughs> and we get a gig nice. for free as well. So, yeah, yeah, sick. That's right. And then yeah, we came down and yeah, I think I was pretty drunk at that point. I started like started moshing pretty hard to plan it <laughs> in the tiny priory. It was, it was a beautiful yeah. moment. It was good. That uh, nah, was good. I remember telling you guys that I was that my partner Haley and I were planning on moving to Scotland. Yeah, in like you know, in in the foreseeable future. I uh, I remember that, and then uh, after that, we went a couple of couple of nights out together. That's right. How good? How good? <laughs> I, I think one thing I've noticed and and heard from obviously you know I I'm on on the outside of it, but um, this was a glimpse that I that I did get to see from meeting the people in it is that lots of the bands all support each other, you know? All the bands going to other people's gigs and supporting each, each other, not as in like, you know, like supporting each other actually at the show and stuff like that. And yeah, I just felt like there was a really good vibe. And I remember Jokey kind of saying that it wasn't always like that in Glasgow. And there was a rivalry and that it just kind of really felt like everyone had each other's back and, you know, DJing at the Priory and meeting, um, you know, people like um, Johnny Madden and, um, and like the guys from um, Snash and like the Voodoo's guys and all that kind of stuff, um, and the Rascals and dudes and um, this, all, you know all your mates Piero, like yeah, um, you know you could feel it, and it was for an outsider it was really obvious for me, and I thought it was really cool from the get go. Ah, uh, definitely, man. That's kind of what it's all about, isn't it? In Glasgow, hundred percent. How did you? How did all you guys meet? Just just from playing gigs? What? Uh, what like? The other bands from Glasgow. Yeah, do you remember meeting them the first time for the first time? Uh, so, I think we we were just kind of doing like these kind of pay to play gigs. Like we we were uh, fans of Baby Strange, uh, and I think Marco and Mark were like out in town somewhere, 
and they bumped into Johnny and they started speaking about how we were in a band and wanted to record somewhere and uh, Johnny was like oh I've just started like producing bands with uh, Marshall he's like you can come record here if you want and we're like yeah cool and basically through that um, like all the bands recording at like Seven West and like hanging about in the Priory we just kind of became pals through that really how good is and that Seven West that's the one I've been to that studio it's the one near um, Queen Street Station yeah yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I met Marshall there. It was um, what a great studio that is as well. I'd love to. I've never recorded there. I'd love to do it one day, actually. I think uh, Lo-Fi's uh, the actual studio, but Seven West is still going. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, good. but uh, like they need to, they need to like move location. Yeah. So oh, that's a shame. I know. Do you know where they're going to go to? No, I've not got a clue. I got a clue, but I, just, yeah, yeah. I think they're working on it. So no, yeah, it's kind of strange for us. I feel like um, I guess we've been coming to the UK, you know, since 2014 for us when we came over on our first um, EP and um, and I guess like one thing we've always tried to do as a band and we you know we tour pretty much this lockdown and the whole um, pandemic has kind of made me stop touring for maybe the first time in nearly six years you know and yeah We've worked pretty hard as a band in that regard. And when we came over in those early days, I think one thing that paid off for um, a band like DMAs is that we played a lot of a lot of venues, but not just the big cities, you know. And we and we kind of re- and I think people notice when you make the effort to to go to all these different yeah, places, yeah. which is and and I think when you do make that effort, people remember, you know, and kind of felt like yeah. And then they start that, to go to like the bigger the bigger ones as well. That's right, and they start going to the bigger ones, and then like you know we. Um, play a festival like Transmit and you know it was one of our best gigs we've ever played especially in the UK you know mm-hmm. and and kind of just seeing the response for us and um, over there and, and all the hard work over you know the last five years and seeing it kind of build up um, and so we were and obviously our album's coming out in a month or so mm-hmm. and um, yeah I don't know it's, it, it, it's like yeah we I guess we were excited because it was not that it hasn't paid off and every I know everything's going to get pushed back but it was um, a particularly exciting time for us you know I was just going to like we, we only really had like uh, we had Transmit and we had what was that festival in Newcastle Hit the North it hit the North uh, oh yeah and, we had that as well yeah it hit the North and Transmit so they were the only two that were like announced so but that was gotten getting them cancelled and but obviously they moved to next year so it's not really that big a deal like we'd sold at King Tut's and then we'd played like a really good gig with the Dunce and then the day after that it was like lockdown and we were like oh well, this like kind of momentum we've built up like exactly. oh, could, be, could be killing it but luckily we had like a couple of tunes still to release and we've got an EP coming out so that's kind of papered over the cracks a bit and the new tunes are great by the way man thanks man cheers yeah the ones that are awesome and uh, and I guess maybe that's the thing it's like you know we've got the new album coming out so and everyone's in the same boat you know it's yeah. like you, you can't get you can't get too caught up in it because yeah well, I suppose if, like, I, if, if everyone else was like racing ahead and playing gigs I suppose you'd be kind of like left behind and forgotten <laughs> about but I suppose it's kind of exactly. luckily we're, like, we're all in the same boat Exactly. So, and it's kind of like forced you to, I guess, like be more creative in other ways. Yeah. Like that's me started to like record demos in my house and all that. And I remember you actually telling me this like months ago, like, oh, you need to start, you need to get, uh, you need to start recording demos because it's the best way to like write tunes. And like, this is me like, kind of getting into it now, starting to record. So, but that's great. It, yeah. how's, it, how's it coming along? Ah, not bad. I mean, I've not really got, I've not got like the, all the equipment that I want and all that yet, but I've, uh, like the basic demos that I've been making are they're already so they'll do. Do you know what? It's all, all you. It's all you really need just to like hear the songs back and you know, mm-hmm. um, 
and and like kind of li- like listen to it like it's not your own music for a while. Yeah, like walk into the uh, other room and like hear it back and like ah, that didn't feel right. Ah, uh, definitely. Like like, yeah, definitely. it makes you a better songwriter, I think. And actually, one thing I've noticed is that because uh, we did like spend so much time touring, and I've always wanted to get into production and you know work mm-hmm. on other genres. Like I've been like obsessed with like electronic music at the moment, so far removed from where I began. Um, yeah, and it's like being able to actually spend the time, you know, spend like a couple of months. Uh-huh. Um, of just what it's been and like really focus on my production skills and rather than yeah. just spitting out demos, you know, willy nilly, which is still great, <laughs> but like yeah. actually really like harnessing, like focus yeah. on like, you know, the sounds and, and what's going on, which is, which has been fun. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've definitely like, it's like, even though we are missing out on some parts, there are so many different facets of your, uh, your musical journey that you can work on. And it's like, well, you know what, hide away now. And like you are saying, like, write all those demos and yeah. just write more than you've ever written so when you can go back and play and everything opens up again you know um like you've you, you've got fuel yeah you've got like a bunch of tunes sitting there ready to go kind of that's right and you've like worked on your songwriting or your production or whatever and you're better for it yeah definitely i think like one thing this, this is a this is a funny one this is a simple one but just always make the second verse different to the first verse it saved me a lot of times and it worked every time you know yeah so like even if it's just like you drop an instrument out or you do it you alter the uh, vocal melody a little bit yeah the second verse always has to be a little bit different it can't be exactly the same you know yeah and and not even just like lyric wise like it's something has to be a bit you know yeah and I think and another thing is just like you know yeah, everyone's music's a hard game and it's like it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of luck and a lot of heaps of different stuff so and i think and everyone's everyone's doing that so like whether someone plays the style of music you like or or whatever just always be respectful especially at festivals around other bands and the people working there and because you know it can it can catch up with you and the industry is actually not that big and and you know people talk and and you know you guys don't have this problem because you're you're good blokes, but you can, it's easy to get excited and stuff. Yeah. Um, when you're playing these festivals for the first time, and you know you get excited, and you get a bit pissed, and like I'm not being like a, a nanny or anything, but I just you know nah, I've seen people even. do stuff they they regret, you know, at that and at that and and then like a m- few months later you end up going, fuck, that wasn't that cool, hey. Uh, I oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you go. You know what? I probably shouldn't have done that. And now that person who's booking that festival is probably going to go. I'm not gonna book that wanker next time or something like that. And uh, I guess. it's just yeah. <laughs> you it's a funny one saying because I know I'm not being a nanny or something, but it's like just it's 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 like you if you stop for a moment when when you see those moments arrive like arising, mm-hmm. it can save you a lot of grief in the future. Uh, uh, definitely. Oof, I admire about my bandmates. Jeez. Uh, their ability to play instruments, I suppose, is the most admirable trait that I can think of at the moment. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure what else. Well, like, I know with, um, like, uh, with, with Mason, if, if we're just going to talk on a musical level, he's one of the best musicians I know, and he got me into, like, playing, um, playing, like, uh, bluegrass music and, like, when we first met, that's how we kind of met. We were jamming on, and he taught me how to play the dobro, which is like a slide square neck guitar. 
and the kind of premise of it is tuned to open G, but whatever chord someone's playing, you can highlight, you know, one of the three kind of ma main notes of the chord, and that's how you kind of move around the neck. Um, and that changed, like, like learning that from him, he kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, changed my thoughts on music and like, and I, you know, I'd never worked with some of that caliber. And I think when you work in what you were talking about, you know, like that musical ability, it, you push each other, you know? Yeah, no, and, definitely. And same with, yeah, and same with the songwriting aspect of it. But then, mm -hmm. and, but then also again, Tommy, you know, he's, he's just a natural, he's quite a shy guy, but, and, yeah. but a naturally talented guy, but doesn't really know music theory. He, he just lives and breathes it from a very primal level. Yeah, and no, I know what you mean. Uh, you know what I mean? I and I think that's, it's no better or worse. They're just different. And I guess I feel lucky that, you know, also for the fact that, and I'm sure you find this, Piero, it's like they're my best mate. Yeah, I know, definitely, man. Like, I've been, like, Mark lives, like, three houses, three or four houses down from me, and we've been pals since we're, like, two years old. So that's mad. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah, like, and, and uh, you play these gigs and you sell out these shows, like, talking about, you know, your King Tuts and, and yeah, then you yeah. write these, these new... And you see your band improve and you get to have these little wins and big wins and, definitely. you know, and you, you realize get out of the park together. Uh, you're doing it with your best pals as well. It's just, it's magic. And also, like, I don't know for us, like being from Australia, you know, and like next minute, you know, you're in you're in Glasgow and on the other other side of the world. It's um, being able yeah. to travel and see the world and stuff, and 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 you know, with your mates and like even yeah, like not, and not just Glasgow. Like when we we play the festival in Endigo, which is like. You know, Where? A couple of hours out of Bendigo. Like a country country town, like like um maybe <laughs> two hours out of Melbourne. Oh right, okay. You know, like so like in places even like just places on yeah, like in Australia that we've never Yeah, you'd never never go to unless there was a band. Yeah, that's right. And you get to kinda of experience all that stuff together. Yeah, no, it's it's good though. Going into is brilliant. That's like we've not been in like many, but it's good fun. So it was good fun to go on. Well, you got a lot to come. Yeah, definitely. My dream would be having a laugh and recording a Friday night in there. I reckon. Yeah, no, that with would a bunch be good. Of mates, like real, like you know, uh, all the uh, gear around, getting a little bit litty, and just like recording like music and like playing it back through the mad speakers, and that would be pretty sick. I reckon. Ah, uh, no, that's a good shoot. That's a good just That's a lot better on the Priory, anyway. I suppose most of my Friday nights at 1am, I'll be in the Priory, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, playing the police I've always, been, always been on the Priory. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some good times DJing at 1am at the Priory. No, the Priory's, the, the Priory's class. <laughs> the Friday's class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. When I was like 13, 14, really getting into like Arctic Monkeys, like Vampire Weekend and all that, like just proper indie music, getting into all that. Like, I suppose that kind of spurred me on about to kind of want to start my own band. But uh, I don't like, I can't really think of a particular song. I don't know. I think what, off the top of my head, I remember when I was like maybe 10 or 11, and um, mm. my dad was playing a Joni Mitchell album. 
um, I think I pronounced it right, it's like Hegira. And uh, the opening track is called Coyote. And I remember uh, that was the one of the first, I was like 11 years old. And it was one of the first tracks that got me into like lyric writing, yeah. which was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, I, mean, I can't sing in tune, but I'll, you know, I yeah. like music and I, and you know, and I like lyric writing. And then another one was probably when I was like 13 or 14 and I got bass lessons mm-hmm. and I learned the bass line to Reptilia by The Strokes. <laughs> nice. And that was the coolest I'd probably ever felt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I'd never yeah. heard of The Strokes and like, you know, just kind of like one of the first rock and roll bands. And then like the next was probably when I was about 15 or 16 and, um, and my mate, um, Paddy Harris Smith and our bass, who's Green Buzzard, and then our bass player Tom Crandall, they were my mates at school, and they were listening to Oasis and Stone Roses, and yeah. you know, being from Australia, I didn't really know as much of that of and being and being younger and missing that scene, like yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and then hearing that for the first time was like, whoa, holy shit! Yeah, I guess we didn't. We were kind of naive. We didn't really understand here. You know, the, the whole like the kind the of culture, culture and the history. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, we were kind of naive to it. We're just like 15, 16 year old kids who just found a couple of CDs at this in the city. Yeah, Sydney just like CBD the tunes kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, so that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Right now, I've been listening to Father John Misty. Uh, I love uh, Walls and uh, a band called Foth as well. They've been like my bands that I've had on repeat recently. Oh, nice. What was the second one? Wallows. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Listen to them. Uh, they're, they're, I, um, they're big, big band. Yeah. I've been just like, I've been going, over the last few years, I've just had the biggest chemical brothers in the underworld. Yeah, I couldn't write any like, just just like, like EDM kind of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, just more like that that 90s British yeah. jazz music and Orbital and stuff like that. And, um because you've got a couple of fan and couple of remixes now as well on, on Spotify, don't you? Yeah, Orbital did a remix. My mate Willaris K, who's a up and coming Sydney producer, I've been riding with him. He's he's pretty badass. Nice. Um, real like kind of like hard industrial kind of dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, been riding with my mate's Confidence Man. That, that's another thing I should be. Oh uh-huh, no way! They're class. You know those guys? Man. Yeah, uh, I've yeah, never yeah, seen. Yeah. <laughs> They're class. They're so good live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, um, they're, they're good mates of mine and Haley. Oh, dude, and, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. They live like 10 minutes away from us in like 10 minute drive oh, no from way. us in Melbourne. So I've been like going over there and hanging out with them and uh, and like partying and making music. Ah, oh, that's which cool. Which is man. cool. I also discovered this band from Manchester, I think, called um, WH Long. Have you heard of them? No, I've not heard of them. What's, what's on them? Yeah. WH Look them up. W dot H dot Lung. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, they're from Manchester, and they're they're pretty sick. What are they like? Pretty. Um, it's kind of like they they've got a little bit. Like, oh, do you know a band called Holy Fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're an American uh, band. They kind of got like that kind of vibe, which is it's kind of like real drums, maybe. But electronic energy, right. if you will. Uh, okay, cool. So you're using like synths and arpeggiators and sequences, but kind of like more garagey drums. Right, okay. Which I'm just, Interesting. Yeah. You got to listen to Holy Fuck, man. They're so good. They're new, <laughs> okay, they're I'll check them out. Delita. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And uh, who else? Um, oh, there's a guy um, called Running Touch from Melbourne as well, who 
Oh, my dude, my session with him, he's really cool. He's done, he's, he's doing some good stuff at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Quick fire round, DMAs of Rulu's. Um, Piero, your greatest achievement as a band? Uh, I've got to say, selling out King Tuts. Fuck yeah. How good. Um, the, the maddest thing that has ever happened to you on stage? I don't know, there's not been very many mad things that have happened to me on stage, I suppose. The last gig we played at the Dunce and we kind of like, we stopped playing uh, Do It To Myself like in the middle of it, just before like the chorus kicks in and the crowd started like pure screaming it back and that was, I suppose that was just like mad to hear, because that was probably the maddest thing. Books or podcasts? Uh, it used to be books, podcasts, podcasts now, because I listen to them in work. Yeah, nice. Uh, what's Rudy's best song? Uh, it'll be Do It To Myself, I'll go away. Oh, sick. Um, what uh, what band inspires you the most? Uh, the the Strokes are my favourite band, uh, or Arctic Monkeys, they're, they're both, they're tied, tied favourite band. Uh, right okay. now, Wallows are... Uh, a big inspiration, I suppose, on the music. And of course, Baby Strange, like Johnny's just been like a massive influence on kind of where we've been going as a band and like kind of teaching us how to write songs and stuff like that. So yeah, Baby Strange as well. <laughs> okay, quick for a round food is the DMAs. I always say yes to... Ramen. Nice. <laughs> Liam Gallagher or Noel Gallagher? Uh, I'm going to have to say Liam because I've hung out with him a bunch and he's a lovely, lovely dude and probably one of the funniest fuckers I've ever met. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, Jerry Cinnamon or Louis Capaldi? I'm going to say Jerry because we're, we're playing a show with him. Hopefully, it's been, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if it's been postponed yet, but um, I'm, and I can't wait to do that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so you're obliged to see that then. You need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to meet Louis Capaldi though because he seems like a, he seems funny yeah. he seems, like, he a seems like a funny guy as well <laughs> if you weren't in a band what would you be doing? oh um, producing music <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing <laughs> so yeah, doing like, music I, I, hopefully I'm not in the band soon so I don't have to bloody tour so much and I can just sit at home yeah. I'd probably if I wasn't I'd probably just be watching TV <laughs> <laughs> on the goal <laughs> Uh, Glasgow to Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. I mean, sorry, Glasgow. I take that back. <laughs> so I lived in Edinburgh, Edinburgh. But it, was a, it, it was beautiful, but it was a bit boring. And, I, and if we, um, Hayley and I have talked about coming back, and if we came back, we'd definitely be living in Glasgow. Nice. Right, better night out in Glasgow, anyway. Totally. Um, what's DMA's best song? Oh, probably Timeless or something. I don't know. <laughs> there's, um, there's a new track actually on the, um, there's a track on, our new record, the last track, which is called Cobra Came, which is full-blown kind of like ravey dance banger. And um, and I didn't have anything to do with writing it. So, you know, it's a it's a Mason song. Mason wrote it with one of his mates when he was 19, mm-hmm. which is like in the same week he wrote Delete. And so I can happily say that because I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> nice little faulty on that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it took me a while to click with that. It's, been a, it's quite late for me. It's been a long day. <laughs> no problem. Right, join us. <laughs> See you later. See you next hey, time. Hey, good to hear from you, man. Hopefully, uh, you um, too. hopefully we'll be back soon and we can and we can party again when we're back in Glasgow. Nice one. See you soon. Hopefully. All right. See you, brother. Bye. See it. Hello. 
Got Baron DMA's to voodoo's. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, DMA's to voodoo. Um, Piero, I will always say yes to. Uh, no, that's you. That, <laughs> that is to DMA's. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, DMA's to voodoo's. I'll always say yes to ramen. Liam or Noel? I have to say Liam because I've met him and party with him. He's a lovely, cool motherfucker. No, no. Uh, Joey, but, Joey, you're supposed to be. Am I disappointed in this? EMAs to Voodoo's and it says your greatest achievement as a band. Uh, so you have to like read me. Yeah, gotcha. Fresh. All right, right okay. here we go. <laughs> I completely missed that part <laughs> of it. I was like, what the fuck? All right, let's start again.